It's time again to find out what Ed has said. Today I am sick. I'm sick. I'm, well, I've got the sniffles. You know, my nose is kind of stuffed right now. Uh, So my voice might not sound as beautiful as it used to, but bear with me. We've still got plenty to talk about. And, well, you know how much I love talking to you. It's usually a highlight of my day. And I say usually because sometimes something so wonderful could happen to me that, you know, it completely overshadows the conversations that we have. That's not to say that I don't like having conversations with you, because I do. I enjoy it a lot. And I wish we could do it more often. But the truth is, you're a pretty busy person. You don't have time to be listening to me every single day. And that's why I decided to maybe space things out a little bit more, you know? So you would have to wait a little bit longer to be able to hear what I've got to say. And that's not a bad thing, because my episodes would probably be longer as well. Usually I clock in around... 10 to like 15 minutes but now that I've got more space distributed I could probably do 20 25 maybe 30 minutes and the big the biggest struggle with that would probably have to be looking for things to talk about because the world isn't always a very interesting place you know not a lot of things happen which is why you know spacing things out more would probably be advantageous so with that you know let's get on with the show i didn't do the intro i didn't do the intro because um well the simple answer would be because i really don't i'm starting to not like the intro is basically what i'm trying to say you know i'm I think I'm getting in a rut. You know, where I uh, start off each episode saying, Hello and welcome to another episode of What Ed Has Said with me, your host, Eddie. It's, uh, it's repetitive, and I guess that's what a lot of intros are, but I would rather have it that I would start each episode off differently. You know, wouldn't you have a lot more fun with that? I think so. And I hope you think so too, because that's what we're doing now. You know, I'm sorry. But that's just the case. So our first topic of the day uh, will be... Hold on. I think I just found the thing. The topic. Well, I don't know. Something something interesting that just happened right now. See, my cat is uh, one of my cats. Uh, her name is Kate. A very, very, very creative name. I know. Kate, because, you know, it sounds like cat and... Uh, You know, it's also one of my characters that I created. So it just seemed perfect. Though, my parents weren't exactly thrilled with the name. You know, my dad thought of some stereotypical cat name, and my mother thought of uh, something a little bit more meaningful. But I think Kate suits her just fine. It's got an aura of sophistication, you know. Nothing like Caitlyn. Oh god, could you believe that? I mean, can you imagine? Naming anything, Caitlin? Oh my god. 
Nah, I'm just I'm just teasing you, Caitlin. You know, I, I don't. I was just playing around. My cat's name is Kate. So anyway, she's sleeping on my bed right now. It's one of her favorite spots to sleep. I guess it's because she has good taste like I do. I have a very soft mattress. I'll admit it, you know. One of the best things I own has probably got to be my bed. And even then, I find it really hard to sleep in it. But she's not having any trouble at all. She's sleeping right now and uh, I just noticed that she was moving around. Something tells me she's dreaming. I wonder what it could possibly be that she's dreaming about. Maybe she's chasing something. Maybe a whole bunch of food she loves to eat. She's a very chunky girl and uh, that concerns my mother very much. She always brings it up. Every single time the cat shows up she's like, oh man, what a fat cat. It's getting really fat. That's not okay. And. Obviously, you know, you don't want to have an obese cat. They always want lasagna. They're always making fun of you for not having any dates. And they always hate Mondays. So, you know, you never want your cat to get obese or anything because then that could possibly happen to you. You'll become a John Arbuckle. And I know for a fact I do not want to become a John Arbuckle. I mean, I'm already on my way. He's a cartoonist. I consider myself a cartoonist sometimes. He's very awkward and dorky. I can be very awkward and dorky. So, yeah, that's not something that I want to be, you know, and of course, neither do you, because we all want to die with someone we love, right? And John Arbuckle is not going to die with anybody anytime soon. Now, I suppose that was more or less the first topic of the video, you know, I, I'll have to name the, you know, the first word in the title of my video will have to be Cat Dreams. You know, I never really went into detail about it either. Who knows what she's dreaming about? Oh, I think she's looking at me. Her eye is, uh, halfway open. Oh, and she decided to go back to sleep. Oh, how precious. How precious. Almost like a tiny little human. I think I'm going to wake her up, though, because uh, I usually get in trouble when uh, they're on my bed. So uh, I'll be right back. And I am back back <sighs> you know I um I just petted her awake you know I, I gave her little head scratches and a little chin scratches she woke up I picked her up and I put her in her bed her own bed not my bed right and you know I petted her for a while until she was uh bored with me and then she walked away it's easy as that folks didn't take more than five hours <laughs> anyway there's some there's a thought that came into my head as I was doing that you know I've got to say my household is not really a very normal one and even as I speak right now my family's yelling and someone's yelling about something or other it's a miracle that I can have this much quote-unquote quiet time to record but I manage of course. So, because of that, I don't usually like to stay in my house for too long. And I know a lot of you can relate. Sometimes you feel like you're cooped up in a little, tiny little place. I mean, it might be tiny. If you're one of the richer kids, uh, you've probably got a bigger house. So, you've probably got 
enough room to move around. Ne not necessarily rich, though. I mean, middle class or maybe a little bit higher than that. You might have a place with a yard or a you know, front yard or whatever. You could just kind of go upstairs or go downstairs if you don't have a downstairs or an upstairs. Whatever. But you don't like to be st stuck in the same place for too long, right? Last summer, that's everything I did, you know? I just stayed around at my house. And it's not very big. And I always had to see the same people. I had to take care of my brothers the whole entire time, and uh, I'm not even that old compared to some of them, so they could, you know, do just fine without me. But for some reason, I'm stuck having to, you know, make them sandwiches and uh, make sure that they do their homework, if they have any. So I don't even know. And to be honest with you, I'm not very good at that either. But I'm getting practice, and by the time I actually have to do that for realsies, you know, with a kid, I reckon I'll be pretty experienced. Don't know how much good that could possibly do to me, but it's a start. Am I right? Or am I wrong? So, like, as I said, I'm gonna miss school. I'm gonna miss going to school because it gave me a reason to get up in the morning and it took me away from my house even though school can be really boring at times and it could be a whole lot of stress and a whole lot of hard work I still enjoy having the opportunity to um, get out of the house regularly too well here's hoping that I get accepted into college right away so I don't have to stay in the house for too long there's an atmosphere of unease and it just makes me feel so anxious. It's very easy for me to start feeling anxious and if you've known me for very long then you probably already know but if you don't it's probably because I'm very good at hiding it at this point. I'm a very anxious person. I wouldn't say it's a disability um, right now. It's not that serious. You know, I don't shut down and whatever the symptoms may be but I can get anxious very, very easily. I shake. I tremble. Uh, sometimes I just freeze. But that's just the kind of person that I am. Very timid, very shy, very anxious. And so, this kind of environment isn't exactly my favorite. So, being able to go to school with a bunch of people that I like and not having to worry about the problems that I have at home, it's, uh, it's great. And I love it, and that's why I have a sort of love-hate relationship with school, because yeah, you know, some of the kids there, they're not the best human beings ever, but at least I get to do something. At least I feel like I'm working out. I'm working at something, you know. By the time that ends, I'll have to find another purpose. I'll find a job, and that'll be the thing that'll replace it, I guess. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So I don't really want to stay at home for too long. I mean, it's kind of a backup plan. It's kind of my fail-safe, you know, I'll go to... If I can't afford any of the colleges, if financial aid doesn't help enough, I'll have to go to community college for two years, and I'll have to still live with my parents. But here's hoping that I probably don't have to do that. Of course I'm scared to th even think that I'm going to have to go out there on my own. 
it's a scary thing to talk about and a lot of you can't wait to get out of the house I know and it's not just one of you I'm not singling you out or anything I've known I know a couple people that just can't wait to get out of the house by the time they turn 18 and they just want to leave it's a toxic environment or it's just not right for them they don't like it uh, for whatever reason I'm sure you have good reasons and I understand it I do sure I could tolerate living here for another five years at most but I want to be able to become independent you know and whenever I bring this up with my parents they always laugh at me because the truth is I don't I don't know the first thing about being an independent person and they're right it's true the thing is I don't know how to do a lot of things by myself I've gone to help my mother with the laundry a couple more than a couple times actually almost every other time she goes and I learned how to fold the clothes but I never really grasp how to work the machines and how much soap and all of this and I see my mother cooking but I never really cooked myself a decent meal before usually just eggs or noodles or pasta or something like that but those type of things aren't really nutritious for you are they so they're right they're right in that regard but that still doesn't change anything I really do wish that in the future in the near future I get to take care of myself but I still want to stay close to family you know and maybe you do too that's why I'm not really looking for a college that's like incredibly far away so oh, I lost my train of thought I'm sorry so you have to find that sort of thing that keeps you waking up in the morning you know whatever it may be maybe it's a project or maybe it's some sort of uh, job that you have to do some sort of duty <laughs> duty that might just be it but who knows I certainly don't you'll have to figure that out I can't really help you with that because you'll know it when you see it when you find it you will know eventually maybe I don't know another very personal topic of conversation would probably be I don't know nobody really asks me this because nobody's really interested but I would still really like you know, I would really appreciate talking about it. Having the moment to talk about it, you know. It's, uh... It would probably do me some good. If you don't mind, of course. If you do, then I would just skip ahead. But the question that I would like to answer is... Do you ever get lonely? And the answer would most definitely be yes. I do. And so does anybody else. Even people that are in a relationship might even get lonely from time to time, and I guess, I don't know, hopefully not. Hopefully whoever you're with you think is enough, and that they're the one, and whatever, you know, all that jazz. Hopefully that's the case, but you might actually still get lonely from time to time. And it's not always a, you know, a romantic sort of thing, it could be maybe... You want to find somebody that understands you, you know, someone that you could talk to and someone who gets you, someone to share hobbies with, that kind of thing. And I get lonely, yes. I would say probably once or twice a day, that regularly. 
you know, uh, the thing about relationships nowadays, it's it's gotten a whole lot more complicated now, I guess. And I think everybody's been saying that since the dawn of time, ever since we stopped dragging women by the hair into our man caves back when we were ne Neanderthals. Dating is complicated. You know, I never, I've never really dated all that much. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, I'd say once or twice. I've been in a relationship and, you know, they would last a couple weeks, maybe even months, but they always kind of ended the same in the same place, you know? Either, you know, we would both be hurt and, you know, it's not a position that I want to be in anymore. That's why I'm biding my time, you know, trying to figure think everything out. Still, it would be nice, though, wouldn't it? It'd be really nice. At the end of a long, long day, you'd still have someone to talk to, someone who would listen to you, someone who would help you feel better in any way that they can, because they would feel like they have to. And that might just be asking for too much. But I gotta say, sometimes I feel that way about my friends. Because, you know, I hear them complaining and I hear that they had a really bad day and I try to help them out. I do, to the best of my ability, but there's so much a guy like me can do. I could make them laugh. I could tell them a story to distract themselves from. And I would blame myself for not being able to help them out enough, but I think that that is pretty much enough. I mean, what else can you possibly do? I would listen to the struggles that my friends would have. I would listen to the stories and all the terrible things that they had to go through. And for some reason, their problems became my problems, and that was just not a healthy thing for me to do. It wasn't. Because I already had problems of my own, and it just became so overbearing. Everything was resting on my shoulders, and that's the way it felt, even though I know that that's not the case. That's how it feels sometimes. It really does. And a very wise person. He's a psychologist. Uh, I know him because he's the pastor for the church that my family goes to. Um, he told me that a lot of people come to him with their problems. And uh, a lot of people tell him all these things. And if he did the same thing that I did, you know, he'd probably go crazy. So I don't think I can be a therapist anytime soon. He says... Listen with your ears, but never keep it in your mind, in your brain, you know. Don't make it your problem. Try your best to not make it your problem. You can help them out, sure, you can give them advice, but you shouldn't make it your problem, because it isn't. Because you've got things to worry about yourself. And when I first heard this, I'll admit, I thought it was kind of selfish. I really did. I did. Um... But it wasn't until I thought about it that I realized that what he was saying was true. It is. It's true. You can't really listen to someone talk about their life struggles and what they go through every single day. Sure, you could, you know, help them feel better and uh, maybe even help them a little bit, but it's not entirely your problem. And that's not a very good way of putting it. I guess what I, I would say is, listen, I have whole lot of problems myself you know everybody does and we all have to deal with them but it's nice to get some help every now and then you know
but we can't expect too much, of course. Sure, there might be a couple good Samaritans out there that would completely help us out, you know. And those people, there's a special place in heaven for those kind of guys, you know. Um, but then again, just keep in mind, don't make them your problems. And I guess we diverged from what the original question was. The original question was, do you ever get lonely? And I said yes. Yes, I do. See, I did get a question once, like, are you looking for some, like, for a romantic relationship? Like, what is it that you're looking for? I wouldn't say I'm looking for anything. I wouldn't say that I'm actively seeking out. Maybe subconsciously, maybe. I don't know. But it's not at the forefront of my mind at all times. If it was, I'd probably not even end up anywhere. You know? So I know that there are things that I'm good at, and there are things that I'm not good at. And one thing that I'm not really good at is of charming a woman into being with me you know maybe i don't know we could talk about relationships we could talk about my <laughs> horrible love life but you know at one at some certain point it's just gonna get sad and you're gonna want to turn off your device and pretend you never even heard me but i could tell you some something you know something kind of funny um see my problem is uh, and it's not that I'm grossly unattractive and a terrible, terrible person because, you know, I hear a couple compliments here and then that I'm a pretty cool guy. And so, inevitably, inevitably, there are, you know, people who, uh, I catch their eye, you know? They get interested in me. But here's the problem. I'm, my, my awareness is super, super low. I can't tell. I really can't. Uh, you might have heard me say this before, but it, it really is true. There have been multiple cases where I would find out that a girl is into me, and I just wouldn't notice. You know, I just uh, would complete, be completely blind to it. Uh, three separate occasions, you know, come back to me. Once, I guess the earliest one would probably have to be in fifth grade, somewhere around there, sixth or fifth grade. Um... I was just sitting at the cafeteria, you know, where everybody would eat. And right across from me, maybe two tables away, a girl would be staring at me with her friend and they'd both be giggling at me. And I assumed that they were making fun of me. I assumed that they were making fun of me and that they were laughing about me. And I was used to this kind of treatment. I gotta say, I wasn't a very popular kid. And I was used to people just uh, talking about me behind my back thinking that I wouldn't notice and laughing about it and I got angry and for the longest time that's what I thought it was because they would keep doing it on and on and on until one day I saw her sitting with her mom and her mom's like laughing too and I'm like oh man she got her mom in on it too but no she she asks her daughter it's is that the guy and of course you know I I didn't know what to expect but obviously she told her mom the way that she felt about a certain kid at school who happened to be me. And I caught on way too late. Gotta be honest with you, I probably probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. I probably would have just uh, ignored it. Because I don't think me and her had a lot to had a lot in common to begin with. See I have very particular tastes. <laughs> I'm a very sophisticated kind of man, you know, it takes a whole lot to, you know, get me. Alright, but for reals, 
uh, I probably would have uh, been too freaked out to even done anything about it. You know, the whole concept of a relationship was too much for me at that age. I guess the second uh, circumstance would probably be in middle school. I went to, I transferred into a middle school that was, you know, farther away from my home. I took the bus there every day. A little place called uh, Bonita Vista Middle School. And there was this girl there. Caucasian girl. She was a white girl, you know. She had blonde hair, uh, colorful eyes. You know, nice, nice attributes. I, I do like them. But here's the thing. She was that kind of girl that, uh... Well, she was, let's just put it that she was the kind of girl that I probably didn't want anything to do with, you know. Um, but she was so aggressive about it. And I can't believe that I didn't put two and two together. And, uh, you know, this just goes to show how oblivious I am to the whole thing. Or maybe I was subconsciously ignoring it. Who knows? That might just be the case because I can't believe I'm this stupid. There was one circum- There was one situation where... She would. She just grabbed me by the collar of my shirt. Well, not really a collar, but by the throat of the shirt, you know, where the neck is. She grabbed it, she pulled me in, and she just said my name in such a way. And I was terrified. I was thinking, what the hell is happening here? What is this? You know, is this your way of uh, getting your sick kicks or something? Is this the way that you seduce boys? Because it ain't working. It really ain't working. It ain't like the uh, romantic rom-coms that you see. Please let go of my shirt. And that was one situation. But I didn't put two and two together and say, Oh, she probably likes me. She probably has a thing for me. No, I did not. And even if I did, I would have uh, made it my goal to stay far away from her. Because, uh, well, if a guy were to do that to a girl, you know what the kind of repercussions would be. She'd probably be kicked out. The third situation wait I'm trying to think was that the third situation or was that Mm. no yeah that was the third situation I didn't even get to the second one I skipped that one Uh, the second situation would probably be um, back in middle school again I was in a different middle school I was in two separate middle schools one that I uh, left because I had moved recently and this is the one that I left this um this girl um she would always compliment me about how tall I am, and she would always, she would take pictures of me, and uh, I guess she had a thing for tall guys, because she would date one of my friends who happened to be on the taller side of uh, the spectrum. And um, one, one of the last days that, during the final weeks of my time there, she would uh, occasionally put her head on my shoulder, or at least try to, because she was a short girl, she was about... 5'2", I was about 5'10", 5'9", around there, and she wouldn't be able to, and she would, you know, tell me all these things like, oh, why are you so tall, and I would say, I don't know, I really don't know, and it, this just goes to show how oblivious I could possibly be, you know, it's, it's, it's stupid, it's really stupid, and I didn't realize anything, and you know what, I, I think I dodged a bullet, because my friend, uh, broke up with her uh, a couple years ago, I think, during freshman year, sophomore year, I don't remember, and um, he's telling, he's complaining about all these things that, all these awful things that she used to do to him, she used to cheat, she used to, you know, make him feel smaller than he actually was, and I think I dodged a bullet, I don't know how I would have handled being in a relationship like that, so, there we go, 
that's everything I could think of. So I guess the point I was trying to make is uh, how incredibly oblivious I am. And, you know, those are all just situations where, you know, girls were into me. But I haven't even told you about, you know, when I was into a girl. You know, and it hasn't happened in a while. Um, I haven't gotten that feeling. But I think, you know what I think it is? I think it's just infatuation. I would be infatuated with these girls for whatever reason. They were... I never had anything in common with them. It was... I never really had a like their looks very much, I just for some reason got obsessed with them. And obsessed sounds, makes it sound like I was a creepy stalker, but in reality it was just I couldn't stop. I would, I would think about them often, at least maybe five times a day. I would, uh, catch, I would, uh, glance at them if they were in my class, you know, and there was nothing special about these girls whatsoever. But I think that's for an episode of another day. Maybe a Valentine's Day episode, who knows. But you'll just have to wait until then. Anyways, I suppose that this episode has gotten, you know, has gone on for too long. And I think I'm just going to end things here. If you made it to the end of this, I've got to say, I admire your uh, your commitment to getting things done. Because if I, it were me listening to a podcast this long, I would probably give up around five minutes in, really. So it really means a lot to me that you would listen. Uh, if you're hearing this... I hope you didn't just skip ahead, but if you're hearing this, I really do appreciate it. You know, let me know who you are. I want to know who the people who actually listen to this are because I, I don't really get a whole lot of information from the website. I, I have, I know for sure that it's a couple of you. You know, I. But actually, you know what? Don't don't let me know who you are. That's just stupid. Uh, I'd rather not know. But just know that I'm really, really, really uh, grateful for it. Thank you. And uh, I guess this is goodbye. So, goodbye. Take care.